Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Bring in, just getting back from Rec Hall, where he's been there for two days. That's right. Soaking in all the atmosphere. The outstanding Nate Bauer, sir, welcome. Just, just single tears streaming down my cheeks of what it means to watch basketball in a basketball venue. Well, look, we talked. Well, I've talked about this many times, but like for example, the Palestra—that's an old-fashioned gym. I will give Mackey Arena credit, maybe fourteen thousand seats, but that's a basketball arena slash gym. Yep. Um, there, there are a couple places that are like that. So, what did you expect when you went in, and then what was the reality of what you saw? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've been to a couple of the return to rec games, right? I mean, I certainly uh, had not attended before Pat Chambers, right? Uh, when Chambers was Penn State's head coach, he had a few games over there. I think 2015, I want to say, maybe 2016, they followed up. Uh, and it's, it was just as good, right? It's, it is a condensed atmosphere. There really is not a bad seat in the house because you're on top of the floor. And so the combination of, and I, and I think that this is important, the combination of high-level basketball, right? Uh, you got a Big Ten game in there with a, the nation's number 12-ranked team uh, and a crowd that is into it because the building allows for you to be into it. It, it gave it a buzz. It gave it a buzz and, um, you know, certainly an atmosphere that um, – with or without the result existed, <laughs> right? Like it was. Right. It wasn't. It was, it's, such, it's such an interesting. Um, it's such an interesting evolution of the conversation in the aftermath. Um, you know, you hear some of the back and forth. Uh, would people be talking about it with the same enthusiasm if Penn State had lost that game? And. My perspective is absolutely because if you were in that gym on Wednesday night, uh, of which there were six six thousand plus people, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Nobody at the beginning of that game felt anything other than, "Hey, this is awesome! This is so cool that they're playing basketball in here." Yeah, Joe Crispin asked me yesterday uh, at practice where I would rank it because. I guess the words out. I've done, I, I broadcast a couple of games in there, uh, and I said probably second. I'd probably put the game with Purdue when Glenn Robinson was there, the National Player of the Year, and Penn State won. And right behind it would be the Atlantic Ten Tournament Championship game when they beat George Washington. It wasn't quite filled that night, but it was a, it was a great crowd, great atmosphere. I said I said. I've got number two just because of how it played out, the emotion of it, people storming the floor trying to obviously to you know to get your autograph, which I thought was really a cool thing to say. Of course, naturally. Right. No, it was that, it was it was a college basketball moment, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, it's I just I, I, there is such a, a hard time, and I think I think. That you know, obviously, both of us have been around this for long enough to acknowledge 
that there's something different about viewing college basketball. Like the venue matters. <laughs> the venue, sure. Like, forget right. It, right? it doesn't it, guarantee it, it, wins. Okay, it does, doesn't no. guarantee wins, but it guarantees something where you walk out and go, "Ooh, that was something else." That was something else. I just saw. I just saw eye level skill, athleticism, basketball. Like basketball is a great sport, and and I, I my sense of from a broader perspective is that the Penn State community, in a lot of ways, can't appreciate the sport of basketball very much is influenced by the Bryce Jordan Center. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if if you don't have if you don't have a plum viewing position, right? So either of the sidelines. Uh, if you're on the baseline on the floor, I guess we we can include that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the only good seats in that building are are on the sidelines within yes. 30 rows, right? I mean, Agreed. even from where Agreed. I sit on press row, I feel so disconnected, right? And you're behind me. I feel so disconnected from the action, from from the sights, the sounds, you name it. All of that is you're just removed. And so it is a pleasant experience to sit there and it's fine. I can have a conversation with the guy next to me. Uh I'm comfortable. If I need to go to the bathroom, it's there. There's concessions. It's there, right. It's it's very very comfortable. Rec hall is the opposite of that. It is a pain to park. It is a there are no concessions. You are crammed in next to each other. But it's ten times a million times better. <laughs> it's just it's so much better to watch a basketball like the actual act of what you're there for to watch college basketball is light years superior to anything that you can see at the Bright Shorten Center. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, <laughs> obviously, the wrestling program is the single best program of any kind in, in collegiate sports. I mean, they're yeah. the best. I mean, doesn't yeah. matter the sport, they're the best. They've earned it. Kale's he and his staff, along with the rest, they've earned it. Yeah. Okay. But there's always these little realities that creep up when people say, oh, basketball's nothing. And one of them was last March. And again, yeah. this is this hasn't been talked about that much. I've talked about it a lot. But there's a reality here. Because this is a gigantic wrestling area. But last year, the NCAA Wrestling Championships were on ESPN, the finals opposite Penn State, Texas in the NCAA tournament. And the wrestling championship had total viewership of 452,000, which is good. That's good. The basketball game with Penn State and Texas had 6.6 million. Correct. Okay, so it's not like there's not interest out there, but but if, if... the arena and the experience of the arena does figure in as to how people perceive the program. I mean, Brad Underwood was mad. Brad Underwood was mad they didn't play in the BJC. Yep, correct. Do you know what? Do you know what game? What was on at Champs downtown in State College that night? 
It was basketball. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> and here, right. Here's the thing. I feel like I feel like it is an unwinnable and unworthy fight for basketball to have to to try to present it as though it's a basketball versus wrestling thing in terms of ownership or having a home at rec hall. Right. That is that is an. It's just. It's a losing battle, right? It, it, it's and it and it shouldn't be, right? It, it, it should not be something where it's it's as though basketball proponents are saying, well, wrestling doesn't turn a profit, and so because of that, or or basketball no, is a much more popular sport, that basketball no. should take precedence. It, they've, it's not. It's they've not. earned. They've earned whatever. They, every great thing they've earned. Okay, they can do whatever they want. It. Because they have earned it and continue to work hard to earn it. That that's that's that should never right? It's just a question of moving forward. What do you do? Do you build a wrestling only arena and let basketball go in there or do you do something with basketball? Yep. So here's here's the plan, Steve. I've figured it out. I figured it out. I have what I was hoping for. Credit (laughs) Credit Credit elsewhere because this is not an original. Uh, but the more I looked into it, the more reasonable and literally viable it, it is, which is midweek Big Ten games in January, February, and March, okay? You can play those at the Bryce Jordan Center. There is no conflict. There is no, like, nobody's being displaced. Maybe men's volleyball. Wrestling is not displaced. Certainly, women's volleyball is not this place. Right. You cannot do it. You cannot do it logistically in November and December. It just doesn't work, um, right? You could, maybe you can squeeze one in, but you have this this middle ground right now that I think, personally, Penn State's administration and basketball need to work toward to figure it out. Of okay. This, this was a great experience for Penn State basketball on Wednesday night. You can't do that all the time. You can't live there, right? It's just not right. possible. Right. It, it's, not, it's not functional. You can't move your offices in there. It's, it's a non-starter to, to even really explore that. What you can do, however, is you have an opportunity where this was an event that sparked something. There was yep. a buzz. Mm-hmm. It gave you something. You're not, you're not seeing a dramatic loss in terms of uh, gate, right? Your 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 tickets sold from a weeknight Big Ten game at the Bryce Jordan Center oh, versus right. what you would ha- right. I mean, you're talking about a thousand tickets basically, yeah. And you have yeah. an opportunity to so you have an opportunity to kind of replicate things where logistically. There would be things to figure out. There's an expense to this, right? It, it, it is not free to put a court in. And, and no. that's, you know, for every listener, you have, you, to, have to, you have to put a court in. So, you have to rent it, okay? Uh, you have to rent Yeah. So, so there's, a, there's a cost to that. There's a cost in man hours. There's a reason that Mike Rhodes opened his post-game press conference talking about how appreciative he was. Like, it is an undertaking to put a game in there. Yep. Uh, it's just a matter of finding that balance of there are 20 Big Ten games, right, on your schedule. Uh, you have 10 at home. Five are going to be on the weekends, right? 
five are going to be weekdays. And so if <laughs> you can if you can find a way <laughs> to put those game, those five games the way that Villanova splits arenas, the way that St. John's splits, splits arenas, if you can yeah. figure out a way to harness that and give your team an advantage that currently blatantly does not exist for home Bryce Jordan Center games in the Big Ten schedule in January and February, you do that. You got to figure it out. You got you got to find a way uh, to make it work financially because it is so obvious that anybody, again, anybody that was in that building can recognize that it was an advantage for Penn State basketball on Wednesday night. Yeah, it, it was, and look, they backed it up and played well enough. I mean, there's no getting around it. Um, it's. I don't think it's any coincidence that I don't know. Is it now three times in the last couple of weeks that Ace has had a ten assists or more? I mean, I mean not. I mean not bad. But in terms of the 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 quality of the game, it just, you just felt like the entire night, even when Penn State was down fourteen, down twelve, down ten, the crowd was still into it because they because the building keeps the noise in. Yep. Yep, and 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 look, there's another reality here that they could even be better. <laughs> the crowd, the crowd can even be. And you heard that at the end sure. of the game, you sure. heard that uh, in in how they responded. I mean, look, the one people have conversations about venues not mattering from an analytical standpoint, right? That there are not differences hmm. in. In huge results, right? The, the big numbers that you can look at, which is Penn State has played very well at the Bryce Jordan Center this year. They've yeah, shot better that. at home. They, yep. you, they shoot terribly on the road. Mm-hmm. But here's here's my argument that is it is blatant to me. Mm-hmm. Penn State got away with at least one call at the end of that game, and and the officiating we can go back and forth. There there were some very. Uh, you know, inconsistent officiating in the first 48 minutes of Earth, excuse me, 38 minutes of that game. But in the last two minutes of that game, Penn State, uh, there was a bunch there. There was a bunch yeah. there that I would think a whistle would have been called that wasn't called, or a whistle was called that would not have been called at the Bryce Jordan Center. I, I firmly believe that. And if it, like, that is a demonstrable thing that you could say, okay, it, it, it helps you win. <laughs> like, it helps you. It's, a, it's an actual thing that is different. And in that venue, Penn State got a couple of those calls, and it ended up being a big, big difference maker down the stretch. Yeah, but Coleman Hawkins walked twice. <laughs> okay, I'd That's like to true. Point that, that, is a, that is a good <laughs> offsetting counterpoint to what I just said. But, he know, walked twice. Uh, <laughs> But that, Puff, that's the Puff might have Puff might have caught an arm on that uh, inbound pass. Right. Uh, no, exactly. Well, no, know, and, and that's that's a traffic play. That stuff that stuff happens because of sure. the, the trap on it all the time, and they didn't see it. You know, just like they didn't see the ball go off a foot out of bounds, and they all looked at each other. Not Dick and I are like, "What are you looking at? <laughs> what are you looking yeah. at each other for? <laughs> what do you need a fourth yep. guy?" <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Yep. I get a little concerned about some of that stuff. Uh, yep. Yeah. I mean, look, there are things that have to be would have to be improved there too. The concessions. Uh, yeah. I, 
you know, and, and the I'm parking, not- as you mentioned, the parking. There's, I mean, it's not like there aren't some advantages of the Jordan Center. It's just when you sit in the end zones of the corners, you're re- removed from the game. Now, from a broadcasting point of view, yes, I do sit behind you, but because I do football, right? That viewpoint for me is as a viewpoint of, of calling plays. I'm not getting screened up there. I mean, I mean, you're next to the bench. You're next to the bench. Watch a game when I'm next to the bench someplace. I'm doing the bob and weave. I'm going around Mike. What do you mind? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even, even look, even if they moved you, even if they moved you up to press row, which which yeah. is right, was on the track. Yeah, it's it's still a, a considerably better experience. And listen, like I'm I'm happy to acknowledge that this is self serving. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, I, as a uh, my workplace environment, the place that I have gone for twenty years to watch basketball games as a part of my job is just not enticing. It's it's not it, right, and so I, I would love personally, selfishly, to have that opportunity. But I'm also spelling out, look, this is this is something that's clear to the spectators. I, like I likened it yesterday. I wrote a story about it yesterday. It's almost like it's almost like the idea of, and this is half baked, Steve. So just rip into it if you want. It's, it's you know this this notion of like the bourbon sprawl, right? So people shopped in town, even in downtown State College. People went shopping, uh, and it, and parking was a pain. It was more expensive, right? It just it, uh, you have to walk farther between stores. That is, and so people gravitated toward going, right? You drive your car, you park at Target, you go inside, you get everything you want, and then you come out. But it's soulless. It's soulless. It has no mystique. There's no community to it. There's no, right? Like that experience is just lacking in, right? And and maybe that's what you want. Maybe maybe that's what people ultimately prefer. But I can point to to the attendance numbers and the general vibe of regarding Penn State basketball over the last 20 years and say, listen, you have something on campus, right? You, you don't have to build something. You have something that already exists that you, again, logistically, you can't do it all the time. But you can find a middle ground where it makes sense, right? It, it, it makes sense. To, to find a middle ground here where you can move some games over there, provide your team with an advantage, and then and weekend games at, at the Bryce Jordan Center, they make a ton of sense. Yeah. If your program develops, maybe eventually you need the Bryce Jordan Center and its capacity. Right. But I'm totally mystified by the notion that everybody's cool at Penn State Right in terms of fan experience, everybody's cool with hockey being an incredibly difficult ticket. Football is a tough ticket. Wrestling is an extremely tough ticket. But for whatever reason, the expectation is you should be able to walk up to the the ticket counter at the British Women's Center five minutes before a game starts and just get exactly the seat that you want. Right. 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 And the bottom line is the single in terms of tickets sold. The biggest number in the Jordan Center this season is Penn State basketball, wrestling second, circumstances, yep. whatever. But you know what that means? That means there were tickets available for both. <laughs> okay. It yep. was, you know, neither was a tough, neither one ended up being a tough ticket this particular year. Now, 
those will both be surpassed by the Olympic trials. Okay. Sure. Uh, I mean, that's that that's a tough ticket. But it is, I look at this, and I think from a fan point of view, right, the old it's, it may be a dump, but it's our dump. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's, our, I mean, there is more of a feeling of Penn State fans, even though Penn State has not played in Rec Hall in men's basketball more than a little bit more than eight years. It was 2015 to February 2024. That fans are more connected to Rec Hall than they ever have been being connected to the Jordan Center, even though that's been the home for 26 years. Yeah. Or, tw- or 28 uh, years. It's been in the home for 28 years, and they're exponentially more emotionally connected to Rec Hall than they are to the Jordan Center. I think, I think that is one of many, right? It's complicated. <laughs> it's com- like yeah. for the people, for the people that were at that game, even the ones who had a great time can acknowledge the limitations of the building in terms of comfort. Right. In terms of amenities. You can you can acknowledge that. I just think that if 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 you truly are a supporter of Penn State basketball, if you want to see the Penn State basketball team win, and, and look, apathy is a huge part of the story of this program for decades. But if that's something that matters to you, you can recognize and see that this is like it's worth it. It, it is. It, it is. Right. It might be a less comfortable experience in the mm-hmm. arena, but for yep. two hours, you're going to have a great time. Right. You're, you're going to have yep. so much fun. You're going to be so tight and packed next to people. It, it's almost, to be honest with you, Steve, it's, it's super interesting to me. When I reflect on it, it's like, what is Penn State going to lose with football at Beaver Stadium? when the West Side isn't like that anymore, right? right? And, and you know, we, right? I, I don't want to divert the conversation, but there is something to that. There is something to being crammed in next to a bunch of other people yeah. of whom you may know and may not know, but you're right. all there rooting for the same thing. You're all right. invested in the outcome of this same thing. It is... It's something. <laughs> like, it's right. something no. there that matters. But, I mean, it, it's also one thing for any of us who have, you know, I've probably at least done 250, 275 men's games in, their, in my career, whatever. It's one thing for me to tell Pat Kraft what it's like. It's another thing for him to sit to sit there and experience it like he did the other night. You know, and let's give him credit. Nope. He said, hey, let's do it. And I yep. think he got a lot of answers in in watching it. Yep, he he all for all of that. I mean, that's that's the reality of Penn State situation right now. Is for all of those guys, Mike Rhodes, yes, but also Pat Kraft, Adam Miller, you name it. There were a lot of people in that arena on Wednesday night who saw a game, a basketball game for the first time, right? Who who had that experience? You you don't. It's it's hard to duplicate. It is hard to duplicate. It's hard to understand until you're in it. But it it's there's something there. There's, there is a sense of community that you just don't get. You just don't have watching basketball at the Bryce Jordan Center. With that, I'll see you at the BJC tomorrow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. We'll be back. Hey. We'll be back. We'll see how many people are there. It's a weekend crowd. It might be, it might be decent. 
It's Coaches versus Cancer Day, which usually draws a bigger crowd plus a Saturday, so we'll see. Yep. Nate, thanks so much. You jumped in the last second and basically carried the uh, half hour. Ah, stop. Thanks for having me. I appreciate All it right. always. <laughs> See it. Thanks. Yep. Nate Bauer on 3.com, Blue White Illustrated, on the show today. It is... A very interesting debate. And again, for Pat Kraft, it's one thing for all of us to tell him, oh, you ought to see this place, you know, when they put a basketball game in there. It's another thing for now firsthand to sit there and experience and go, okay. Because you know with Pat, that means the wheels start turning. Because he, he wants he wants to win. And that building gives maybe even a better shot at doing it. It doesn't guarantee it, but it gives you a better shot. Can, a basketball gym.